Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie very near and dear to uh, Britton and I's hearts, and also every mm -hmm. person who grew up in the 80s mm -hmm. and the early 90s, their hearts as well. Yeah, a lot of hearts. Hearts, hearts aplenty. Yep. And that movie is, if you haven't already clicked on this, The Goonies. Yep. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, Kind of good actors came came from this movie. Like uh, Sean Astin went on to Lord of the Rings. Yep. Josh Brolin and, Click. Uh, and Encino Man. Yeah, don't forget about those. Uh, and Josh Brolin was in his his career exploded after No Country for Old Men. Yep. And now uh, the recent uh, Oscar alumni, uh, the uh, Ki Hui Kwan. Yep. And if we're saying that wrong, we're sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, that's the reason we picked this movie, just because. Uh, like, all right, cool. You know, that's a good movie, and yeah. uh, we want to, uh, we want to, we want to try to chase this algorithm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, let's just jump in and get started. Oh man, where do we, where do we begin all on right. such a over-the-top, fantastic movie? All right, if uh, we're gonna start like we always do, but um, just a little. There's gonna be lots of spoilers coming up, and if you yeah. haven't seen the Goonies by now. What is wrong with you? Yeah, you gotta you gotta stop listening to us and see that immediately. We always tell you to stop watching or listening to us. We're begging you to stop listening to uh, us for years. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder we don't have the fan base. Yeah, we I want. know. I, I guess that's we're a, shitty. It's all my fault. Yeah, but, thanks. Um, yeah, go go uh, go go tell it on a mountain that yeah. uh, you want to see this movie. Go see this movie. If you haven't, and if you have, watch it again. It's a yeah. great movie. It's fantastic. All right. But Britain's gonna tell us. Well, we're gonna pause here. All right, you saw the movie. You're back. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, just, like, you know, it's the '80s, so there's some things you might have to overlook. I, I but you, you know, yeah, I bet you feel like a silly goose for waiting so long. Like you're gonna, you're if unless you're like in your 40s and you probably don't get it. But even if you are, you probably do. I don't if, care. You're in the in your, if you don't get this movie, then fuck you. Yeah, get out of here. We don't What's need wrong with you, you dumb animal. We, just get out. <laughs> we don't need your views. Actually, tell tell your friends. Here, tell your friends, please. We're desperate. We need we need views. Yeah, uh, they're, they're going to take our thumbs. I'm All right, very so hungry. Britain, why don't you uh, tell the three people who are left after we browbeat them? <laughs> um, what exactly happened in this movie? Uh, Give there us a is, brief synopsis. There, of the there is so much, but uh, the the movie takes place, of course, in the eighties. Uh, that, that's where they live, the 80s. In, uh, yeah, it, it's not a time, it's a place. Yeah, it's not a story they live in, it's just the 80s. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Astoria, I think it, that's in Oregon, Oregon. Or, or Washington, you know, kind of a north, northwest. North, yeah, the pack uh, northwest. Yeah. So, uh, the uh, it's a group of friends, usually uh, between the ages of, uh, I would say, 12 and 16, the, uh, the group of friends. I would say, let's see, I think, I think Chunk is five. Chunk and is not five. I know. Uh, so yeah, I think I think about yeah twelve to twelve to fifteen. Yeah. No, Brent. Well, Brent's going uh, getting his driver's That's license. That's right. He's, so he's got to be sixteen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, recently there uh, a lot of the properties have been bought out from uh, under under this group of friends by this country club looking to make a golf course. It's kind of this uh, social economic uh, underlying story to it all. It's their their main motivation. Uh, so you know, it it is a. It starts off with uh, you know the group of friends. They they uh, there's a bunch of hijinks that ensues in between. But they go into the uh, into uh, Mikey's attic. Mikey is played by Sean Astin. Sean Astin, and uh, they uh, find a treasure map and a doubloon that leads to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And uh, you know Mikey is 
uh, gung-ho because he grew up with all the the stories of one-eyed willie and they they have motivation to you know get this treasure to save this town now of course in their own group even the kids aren't really on board with it at first like yeah. brand isn't really on board with it until I'd say like the halfway point. I don't think he ever gets on board. Yeah. Like even when they find a oh, spoiler, uh, even when they find a treasure, he's like, I don't want this treasure. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like even like the, the, the his real motivation is trying to make out with Andy, the uh, the the main girl. And um, spoiler, he does. Yeah. Uh, she makes she's been smooching everybody though. <laughs> uh, mouth, Data, every one of them. Bony Bob. <laughs> she, she should really open her eyes when she cl clisses. Clisses when she clisses. Um. So let's just, I know we don't usually do this, but let's just kind of tell the, the friend group and like what their function is. All right. Uh, we'll start with Mikey. He's kind of the leader. Yeah, he's kind of, he's the main motivator. He's he's like the uh, the president of the United States in uh, Independence Day. He's, he's motivating the team. Like there's always these speeches he gives. Mm -hmm. And they're awesome. They're great. Yeah. They hit you just right. Mm-hmm. Then we have, uh, we'll say, his brother's uh, Brand. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, Sean Astin was Mikey. Brand is Josh Brolin. Um, well, uh, that's a dangerous precedent because we're going to start running out of people we know the names of well, very yeah, soon. That's fine. Um, so I guess the other person we know is Data, uh, played by... Uh, uh, Ki Hui Kwan. Yes. And um, and he is, he's a gadget guy. Um, yeah. He, he just has a bunch of little spring trap type of... Uh, things around his body and attached to him. He's not like Inspector Gadget. No. Know? <laughs> He's Inspector Gadget if Inspector Gadget wore the gadget suit. Yeah, and not wasn't and wasn't a soulless android. So, yeah, so Data, he's uh he's the gadget guy. Yeah, and it's, you know, hit or miss whether or not it you know, they work. Sometimes yes. they work and sometimes they don't. They only not work at the end. Yeah. And he just oh, he had the lights that didn't work. They ran out of batteries. Yeah, well, well fair enough. <laughs> But uh, I get what you're saying. Um, then we have uh, Mouth, played by Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Uh, he's, if you don't know who he is, uh, he lived and died in the 80s. Yeah. Um, he's still alive right now, but if you, you know, he's he's pretty much uh, like the 80s were his 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 sweet spot. Yeah. He had uh, he was in the night, uh, not the nightmare, but the uh, Friday the 13th movies. Yep. Uh, he had a brief uh, he was in uh, the lost boys yep, he was I in lost boys uh, he had yeah he had a uh, a decent uh, film career in the 80s i, I know there's one that we we're like one very yeah, jarring obvious one. one that we're missing but uh, anyway cory feldman was was very popular back then and yeah. you know he's he's mouth he's kind of like the smart aleck uh uh like he's a wise ass yeah and you know in the book he sings in the movie he oh, doesn't yeah. and in the book he's an entirely different character well Kinda. He he's more. It's more like a. He's more like a Flim Flam from Three Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. <laughs> like he's picking people's pockets and and also rhyming and singing. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird. So the funny thing is, is that in the beginning of the movie, Mouth is everywhere. Mouth is like a very uh, key part to a lot of the jokes and the yucks. But yeah. once the adventure starts, he kind of takes a little bit of a back seat. Yeah. He's got a few moments to shine here or there, but. Um, like really, after they go into the caves, like his big, his biggest scene is him talking about his lost dreams and everything. Yeah, in the uh, in the well, and it's kind of sad. It is, but it, we'll get there. And uh, but and the, rounding out the yeah uh, the, the ones we know. We then there's uh, Chunk. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure his last name is is, is Cohen. Um, we'll say I, Larry Cohen. Uh, his you know, his name is Lawrence in the in the movie, so it could be. Um, but he is um. He's the designated kind of heavy kid. 
uh, which in yeah. the in the 80s he was comically obese. And it, looking back on it now, it's not that bad. No, it's like wow, that I think that's what I looked like when I was that age. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, he's just like the like food is his number one priority. Yeah, and he yeah he is uh, he's kind of the uh, the jokester uh, or you know not really no, a jokester. He has a klutz. Um, though I will say, and he's a liar. He's full of shit a lot. Yeah. Um, but I also will say that watching it on this go around, uh, he's like the funniest, one of the funniest he's, characters in the movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, next to Mama Fratelli. We'll get to there. Yeah. He is probably, yeah, one of the funniest characters in the movie. Um, and then we got, uh, rounding out the rest of the Goonies, we got Andy. Uh, who's the girl. Yeah. Um, and, and the rest. love interest, yeah, and the rest, uh. Barbara? Uh, Barb. Barb, I, yeah. I think. I, like, she... She's ha fine. She, like, she, like, her it was a sh it's a shame, like, she, uh, didn't really have much presence in the movie, and, in, in fact, so much that she didn't even get a toy in the, uh, with her likeness in the toy line. Really? And she was, she was kind of brokenhearted oh, about that. Oh, that's sad, yeah. I know. That's awful. Like, even the maid got a toy. Even, even Sloth. Yeah. Oh, and Sloth, I guess, would be the, the... Well, I guess he's he's the bridging point between the Goonies and Fratellis because yeah. he's both. Um, yep. So Sloth is uh, he's he's like this giant hulking uh, um, monster. Well, no, <laughs> uh, we'll just say person, um, <laughs> and he's uh, he's chained up to the uh, he's chained up in his basement. The Fratellis keep him yeah. there. You know, he's like their dirty little secret. Yeah, and he loves watching TV. And uh, he's he's also I think he's played by an ex football star. Yeah, uh, at the very ex now because he's dead. Um, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so they got this like big hulking guy to play uh, to play a strong man basically. Yeah, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, has has a few like deformities on his face because uh, it was later explained. Uh, that Mama Fatelli dropped him on his head a few times. And I think that it wasn't an accident. I think she, like, put some force into it. Uh, <laughs> like she, she had a bad day at the casino. Yep, and... Came back, and... And then it was just... He was the long... He was the littlest one. And, yeah, it's... Uh, see, like, she tried for a field goal. And so, he's kind-hearted, but, uh... But he's, you know, he's also doesn't know his own strength. I think yeah. he's killed more people in this movie than if Fratelli's did. I when, see. Has there anyone? Uh, uh, I guess the car accident. Yep, and... The police are there. Like I assume that three people died. <laughs> the police don't show up for less than three people anymore. Yeah. So, um, and then we got the Fratellis, which are uh, the guy from Die Hard, uh, guy from Matrix, and Mama Fratelli. Oh yeah, uh, and and Ramsey and Ramsey as Mama is, Fratelli, who is a showstopper of a performance. She is probably one of the greatest movie villains that you'll ever see. Yep. Um, I, I maybe probably top ten movie villains for me is Mama Fratelli. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, then the uh, you said the FBI agent from, uh, from, Die, from Hard. Die Hard. I don't know his name. One and, of them is Francis. I think that's Joey Pantoliano. Uh, yeah, I call Joey him Joey. Pa yeah, I know him as Joey. Joey. <laughs> I, hey, Joe. Uh, so it's Francis and there's I don't know Smedrick. I don't know <laughs> and Chimp and uh, and that's pretty and that. I know that seems like a big cast because it is. There's a lot yeah. of people and there's a lot of moving parts. And the kids they they go on this adventure like almost reluctantly at first, like driven by Mikey to find this uh, this this treasure or the rich stuff as they call it. Yep. Um, and then the Fratelli start chasing after him, and then uh, 
Sloth and Chunk start chasing after them. Yeah, there these there's several groups kind of going all going after this uh this either the this treasure or the group of people or both. And uh, another spoiler alert here, but they all meet up. They all come together at the end on a pirate ship. <laughs> One-eyed Willie's pirate ship. And there's swashbuckling action, there's uh, walking the plank, there's gold, there's jewels, there's Anne Ramsey. <laughs> there's a sloth playing jump rope. There's Superman. Yeah. And, and supposedly an octopus. Yeah, there's an octopus in the but, book. And, oh, Britain never made it that far. Uh, uh, an octopus... Well, the, there was an octopus in the movie, but they cut it. They cut it, yeah. yeah. And the, I know it's still retained in the book. They still have it. Uh, oh, do they? <laughs> that, that's, one, I think, one of the reasons why it was a gift for you. A gift that you never... You after... I, you read a few chapters and you read it out loud to me, and I was just like, oh, that's a tough gift. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know which is which is worse, that or the uh, Mortal Kombat book you got me. I started a, a trend of getting you just bad novelizations of good or bad movies or good yeah. movies. I think uh, also Reanimator. Not, Reanimator. Not the... Uh, not the H.P. Lovecraft book that uh, the movie was based no, off, no. but a the Jeffrey Combs, the Jeffrey Combs movie-based novelization. A so if you can actually almost interpret it as a lost in translation of H.P. Hmm. Lovecraft's original book. It's like a whisper down the lane. Yeah. So what you need to do is read it, uh, make a make a short like fifteen-minute film uh -huh. based on what you've read. Yeah. And then I'll make that into a short story as well. And it'll be like three degrees, it'll just another degree of separation. Oh. And then uh, one of the people listening, yeah, you, um, person from uh, Singapore, you can make <laughs> a video from what we do, and then uh, just keep on going until eventually it gets yep. back to, uh, to to Jeffrey Combs. Uh, or huh. Lovecraft. So, oh man, now, now we're getting into the amounts of probability. Like, how many different uh, iterations can be written before it gets back to the original uh, writing? Um, hmm. Do you mean, how many times can this go down before it is almost an exact duplicate yeah. of those? Uh, I'm going to say the laws of probability are very low on that. I don't like, think there's it, enough people in the world. It, it's it's kind of like, it'll happen, but it'll it'll take longer than the age of the known universe. Like, I think what is more likely to happen is that after so many iterations of people, especially on the internet, yeah. like reading it and making their own versions, uh, it'll go to My Little Pony. <laughs> it and, always then it'll, and that'll be that. That'll be how it's how it ends. Like, it's like how every road leads to Rome. Like, every fanfic eventually gets to My Little Pony. So, we're getting off topic here. Let's go back to the Goonies. Um, because I, I feel this is this deserves It's a, worth a conversation. Yeah. Um, what are your, like... I know you, we, we talked about this a lot, but what are some of your early memories of the Goonies? Like, I guess some of your earliest memories of it. Well, this, uh, I'm going to describe kind of a, a little bit of a thing that, you know, kids like us growing up had, but it's not really a thing that happens again today. It's, uh, a lot of times people, you know, uh, me included, I know you included, mm -hmm. uh, we had a lot of our movies copied on tape. Yep. Like someone else had it or it was on TV. And we just popped in a blank tape on the VCR and we recorded it. And a lot of times the uh, movie would start like maybe 10 minutes in because uh, recording on a VCR can be a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, my my copy of The Goonies start right after the dick bro broke off the statue. Okay. And uh, 
so my experience with it, I don't, I have very little, like, whenever I watch the beginning of The Goonies, it's like, it's, it's almost foreign. Mm-hmm. It's like realizing there was a movie you never watched before. Uh, me, I kind of have that a little bit too because my copy started at uh, when they're in a wishing well. Oh wow, you started off late. Yeah, it. it I don't know if it's just a a bad uh, copy that we you know uh, like oh shoot uh, movies on ah we'll start it here. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that that is exactly where it starts is at the wishing well. And, oh, that's uh, crazy. And it. Uh, it it just kind of like I, I I hadn't watched that movie in a very very long time. Like I'm saying, like maybe eight or nine at the latest. Because who yeah. wants to watch half a movie? Yeah. Um. So I never watched it a lot as a kid. I think uh I think we watched it in film study. Um. We, I, yeah, I think we did. And of course, you know, I, I had a hard time uh, going to school. So my I was always pushing the limits of the days I was absent in yeah. school. And so I think I missed like probably at least one or two of the days uh, for the Goonies because like ah it's the Goonies who cares yeah, I've seen it and I didn't really rediscover it until I was in my mid twenties and I was like I haven't watched this movie in a long time let me put it on and I was just like holy shit this is fucking great yeah same same here I didn't uh, I, there was just a point where. I'd watched it so much, and I'm like, ah, I, I outgrew this. I'm a man now. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when I finally got my my first, I was gonna, I'll say, uh, pro, you know, my first job that I really put effort into. I had a lot of disposable income. Yeah. And I was buying DVDs left and right. I'm like, oh, the Goonies. I haven't watched this uh, in in years, and you know, decided to give it a try again, and was surprised that there was a whole bunch of movie before I started. <laughs> Like, oh, I thought it started at the dick. Yeah. I never I, I never really put two and two together about, uh, you know, like, why does it start there? But oh, well. This it's kind of like how my copy of NeverEnding Story started where Artax was uh, in the Swamp of Sadness. <laughs> like, I have a, I have something similar with the NeverEnding Story because I know I didn't have the full edition, but yeah. I know for certainty that we had the end where he's flying uh, okay. on... Falcor, and I think that's all. <laughs> we had like a YouTube video you, clip you, you, version. You had five minutes of never-ending story. I was like, yeah, this movie's awesome! Yay! Just riding on Falcor, and him trying to eat the little kids and everything, and uh, the bullies. So that, that kind of implies that whoever recorded that for you was fighting that VCR for an hour and a half. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I don't know exactly when it started, I just know that was definitely on there because that's all we watched. Yeah. Um, it seemed like there's so many movies I have which remind me of other movies, not because they're similar, but because it's like, oh, like this came right before this other movie on a tape. You yeah. Know? Like the movie Die Hard, uh, I've seen that ending more than I watched the movie because even when I didn't like the movie, because yeah. as a kid I didn't understand it. You know? Yeah, it, it just seemed like. A, there's there's no cartoons. It's a no, it's a uh, loud adult movie. It's scary, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I've seen Hans Gruber fall off that. Uh, oh, spoiler! Alert. Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Plaza like uh, a hundred times because yeah. the movie right after that was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> and my sister would always want to watch that. So we'd have to like fast forward or rewind it too much, and yeah. you know do that whole little thing. So. Yeah, there's movies that are associated with other movies because we have like 
a little bit here, a little bit there, and I think the never-ending story was one of them, where right after the never-ending story, it was, like, something else yeah. that we would watch. Like, because, you know, one thing... Like uh, ghost. Uh, we, oh, God. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but, yeah, like, one thing these tapes represented is it was not just the movie, because uh, whoever recorded these tapes would put the... Uh, tape in there and record it, just record it until the tape was all used up. Yeah. So it, it would be the movie you want to watch, but then a series of cartoons and commercials that were also recorded afterwards. Like, I think my copy of Goonies uh, had an episode of Real Ghostbusters and an episode of Pee Wee Herman after it. Okay. Um, my version, uh, like that, similar, similar stuff, I guess, because a lot of our versions of tapes that we had, um, it would be. Uh, have the commercials as well yeah. and uh, we would be a little bit better about you know taping the cartoons afterwards or whatever came like yeah. we were just like oh okay there's junk here we'll just start the next thing here yeah um, but I remember using used to I used to fast forward to commercials all the time because I'd be like I hate these commercials I don't want to watch them yeah. and now as I'm older I'm like man like if I if I would have seen my old if I would have found an old VHS and put it in a VCR and seen all these old commercials, I, that would probably be the bigger highlight than the movie yeah. itself. Because it's like, the movie I can watch anytime on DVD if I wanted to, but, like, I want to see these old USA Today, yeah. or not USA Today, like, USA Channel commercials of, uh, like, join the, you know, watch USA and get these cool things. Mm -hmm. Stalk stockings, La like, Femme Nikita, you know. Like, the, the big commercial that always comes to mind when I think about uh, old videotape commercials from TV was there was a uh, commercial for Giggles Cookies. And, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. And it was, like, all, uh, for... Uh, you're, give me, you know, give me some time. Take, it's take, been, take it's your, been 30 years. Take your time. Take your time. Uh, you need it. And, uh, like, in, in the commercial, there's just this, uh, yeah, this older brother just kind of trying, all he wants to do is eat a cookie. He mm -hmm. just wants to eat a damn cookie, and his little brother is laughing his ass off like a lunatic at a cookie. Like, he is out of control. He's beating his fist on the table. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? And I, I <laughs> oh, that's a, a big Lebowski yes, reference. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, that's the, that's the big one. I remember there was like Progresso Soup commercials back when commercials still had jingles. Like I like to imagine that the there was like LSD in those cookies, and the little kid <laughs> just couldn't like a little kid on LSD. Like he he doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, yeah. adults can't ha can't fathom it. So a little kid, all he's seeing is like Smurfs coming to life, and you know, and like all these like cool. You remember the? <laughs> this is very present. I guess okay. this is very very a perfect re re reference. Remember the, the the cartoon All Stars? I I do. <laughs> where all all <laughs> where all the cartoons come to life and try to stop a kid from doing drugs. I like yeah I yeah like oh, yeah. like that's what happens when a little kid takes acid. Like here comes Winnie the fucking Pooh and <laughs> Michelangelo and Alf for some fucking reason. Like, I don't think like wait for, was Winnie the Pooh in it? I don't remember. There like for for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about. This was an event. Like, this was probably the biggest cartoon crossover since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, all these different cartoons and very, like, there was, oh god, there was the Ninja Turtles. Yep. There was uh, Alf, Alf. There was the Muppet Babies. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, I think. Was Daffy Duck? Um, but one of those two was in it. It was definitely something from Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, how about, uh, I, I forget, was there, was there anything from Disney? 
Uh, Disney wanted the kids to do drugs, so no. Yeah. Hey, I uh, unless it, unless Winnie the Pooh, I, I'm that I, I have memories of Winnie the Pooh being in it. I don't remember if Winnie the Pooh was. In I the guess Pooh. he's kind of he's kind of soft for. Uh, like he he already has he already has a substance abuse problems himself. Oh, just another smack of honey, <laughs> rabbit. If you could just give me a little spot of honey, it would give. No, Pooh, get out of here, please. Pooh, get out of here. I'll suck <laughs> Pooh. Get out of here! <laughs> like Pooh's oh. breaking into his his, his garden and uh, stealing carrots and stuff in his catalytic converter. Like he uh, <laughs> he steals uh, Eeyore's jewels from his stick house. <laughs> the only thing he had of value. My great grandmother brought this over on the Mayflower. I guess I could still have the memories of it for now, <laughs> but I sure like. Who runs the pawn shop in? Actually, I think it's more. It's funny if like right outside the hundred acre wood is like a is like, like a bustling a, city. Like not not just a bustling city, but kind of like the seedy, like a kind of rundown city. <laughs> like they're just insulated. It's almost like the village. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> they're, they're just insulated from the rest of the world. Um, and like as soon as they as soon as they get out of that hundred acre wood, as soon as they go fifty acres in any direction, yeah. really. Uh, from center, they are they are just outside, and it's like, eh, yeah, they're already fucking the rabbit. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's him. It's him. He's the one. He's the pawn. Yeah, uh, he runs the pawn shop. No, no, but I do think that he's. Uh, I think he's supplying some stuff. Oh yeah, like if. Uh, and he uh, clearly doesn't. Uh, he doesn't go by the don't get high on your own supply rule. Like maybe his 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 stuffing is uh, is like like some of the the greatest shit ever. Like he just takes a little bit of stuffing out and it just it fucks him up good. Yeah, like he doesn't have a spring in his tail. His tail's actually broken, but he's so high he can't tell. <laughs> he's constantly walking around. Like, that'd be a living nightmare. What? Like he's constantly walking around just like so high that he can't he, he can barely function. Yeah, and he's. He's just so- this is dark. <laughs> okay, like, how else can we describe him? Like- Cause that is exactly how he behaves. I know. <laughs> he behaves like a crackhead. Like, it, the funny thing is, I remember- uh, I remember we had a tape of Winnie the Pooh and, uh, and Tigger 2. Yeah. And, uh, like- and Rabbit was giving him shit for- <laughs> for jumping around all the time and being an asshole. Yeah. And so, uh, Tigger had to be sad. Through most of the cartoon, it was the only one we had. Was it the one where he was in the tree? Yes. With uh, with uh, with uh, with, uh, with the the little uh, uh, Rue. with Rue. Yeah. 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 I had that on. I think that was in my Never Ending Story huh. uh, tape. That's weird because yeah, I used to watch that all the time. I loved it, but it was always weird to me that that Tigger has to get sad. Yeah. And like he spent his whole time yeah. sad. He he didn't he he crashed. That's what happened. <laughs> like was, he came down. When when you're always that high, the the coming down is always devastating. Like his he is naturally always that high and then when he starts losing it, he knows that something's wrong. Like he's super bipolar. Like he needs to chase a dragon now. Like he is uh like, let me get some of that honey too. That's a terrible impression. <laughs> Who was- who was that? <laughs> Let me get some of that honey, too! hey g g g g I have no idea that was- I want some of that honey! I want some of that honey, I baby! I wanna be a bullfighter! 
Give me some of that honey. Ha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Sounds like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> hey, Barney, I need some honey. <laughs> hey, Fred, why don't you get out of my house? <laughs> yeah, right. Get I him out the, of the house. The Flintstones were a part of the cartoon All-Stars, weren't were they? they? I mean, they, they usually did cartoons from the decade. Of course, Winnie the Pooh is not from the same decade. Yeah. Neither is Bugs Bunny. But they had a revival in the 80s. Yeah, they, um, yeah. What, Bugs Bunny? Uh, Bugs Bunny, the Looney Tunes, yeah. And uh, I don't know about I don't know about Winnie the Pooh. Uh, he was always gold, but yeah. um, oh, Winnie the Pooh definitely had a revival in the '80s because uh, it was Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too. That's right. Uh, that that's when that came back. Um, and I guess it's important to also moment mention that there was a completely made for the special uh, monster uh, cartoon that was voiced by George C. Scott, and it was like it was like the the. The, Wait, for the cartoon, oh, yeah, the cartoon all stars. George was, C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Patton? Scott. Yes, <laughs> Patton. <laughs> I'm drugs. You want to smoke me? That is basically what it was. Like he's trying to be cool. Like, yeah, I'm your friend. You son of a bitch. You know you want me. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. So I'm looking up right now. Uh, the the Carl the Carl. The cartoon All Stars, just to see yeah. who exactly was in it. Yeah, because I, I, I really, I really want to get a list of all the all the different characters that are that are a part of this because, like, like I said before, this was this was huge. I watched it in the Boy Scouts. That's weird because I didn't know you were in the Boy Scouts. Uh, That's kind of weird. That's we, interesting. We don't, we don't have to pursue this conversation. So anymore. anyway, in the cartoon All Stars, <laughs> um, according to uh, whole Wikipedia. Okay. Um. We have a couple of the Smurfs. Oh, yeah, the Smurfs were in it. We have I Alf. think one of them was Brainy. Oh, uh, let's see. Yep, Papa, Brainy, Hefty, and Wimpy, Wimpy, Wimpy. <laughs> um, we have Garfield. Oh, yeah. We have the Chipmunks. Yeah, that's right. Um, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Oh, okay, so you were right. Kermit, uh, Baby Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Gonzo. From the Muppet Baby. Oh, Slimer. Oh, that's right. And Bugs Bunny, Daffle, Daffle Duck, Daff, Daffle Duck. That's that's his ancestor from Austria's name. <laughs> My name is Daffle Duck. Daffle Duck, yeah. Uh, we have Michelangelo. Oh yeah. And uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, okay. From the Ducktales. Not, not the best person from Ducktales for some reason. Yeah, not Scrooge McDuck. Like, let's, let's, I guess they gotta be your kids, kid like. Yeah, where you gonna have you're gonna have this old Scottish duck yelling <laughs> at some kid. To, what are you doing drugs for? <laughs> I, if you do drugs, then you can't join me on my adventures. We're gonna go all around the world, and you can't do that if you've got the needle in your arm. <laughs> I, I, you know, it might have been a motive here. You're like, I get to swim around in gold because I didn't do. Drugs. <laughs> and he opens up, and uh, and the kid from it is like putting all the gold coins in a bag. Like, like he goes into his vault, and uh, the kid is in the bottom of the empty vault with a just <laughs> strung out. Uh, what happened to my gold? What are you doing, laddie? <laughs> Who shot whom? Well, Scrooge got shot. Oh. <laughs> That's easy. You just see the. Oh, this is the darkest episode Holy we've sh ever had. Like the whole cartoon All Stars was was kind of dark because re I remember like this. There was one, but go on. So uh, he's at the top of the vault. I want to set the scene here. Okay. He's at the top of the vault when he gets shot, and we don't see him get shot. Just you know the kid. The, the silhouette. No, you just you hear the gunshot, and then you slowly see his hat you know, drift into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> 
Whoa, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work on me. I got a shell. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, don't go shooting him. That's not cool. Yeah, we don't shoot our friends here. I wish I could just have a lasagna. That's a pretty good Garfield. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, the kid the kid gets them all, anything in the end. Yep, they all get hooked. Yeah. <laughs> like, all, all these cartoon characters. You're, like, you, like uh, George C. Scott, you know, gets them all on the, the dark side. Them all. Yeah. Like, you know, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. It's kind of glamorous if you think about it. <laughs> You know, I've been doing this for years. That's why I eat so much lasagna. I do think I get the munchies quite easily. And then, uh, and then Slimer, he, you know, he, if Slimer's huh. supposed to be John Belushi. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, then, oh, no. Then we already know what happened. Yeah, there, there's, like, somehow, somehow impossibly, he has a bloody nose. <laughs> so... So that's it. We just ruined a cartoon all-stars for yeah. all of you. The thing you didn't even know about before coming here, we got you interested and ruined it. Thanks, Goonies. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Thanks a lot. Go like, Goonies is such a pure movie. Well, I not know. really. It's, well, it's it's full of curses and... It, uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, it, it captured really how, how kids that age really talked. Like... It is kind of interesting to think of uh, in that situation because I'm sure if we show this to uh, someone who's like maybe 19 or 20 today, yeah. they would probably be like, wow, I can't believe this was a kid's movie. Yeah. And to which we would retort like, so you're, you know, like why? Oh, because they're saying such curse words, such curse words. Yeah. Uh, and we reply with like, well, didn't, don't, didn't you curse when you were that young? Like, oh, yeah. maybe not in front of your parents, but when you're with your friends hanging out at the lunchroom or something, you're yeah. telling me that. You didn't say these bad words. Like it's yeah. definitely very accurate to how kids are. Yeah, and I, it, to me, I, it's something I brought up uh, after the movie. Is I, I, I'm starting to think that all these swear words weren't really as bad as we thought they were until the PG-13 uh, rating came out. Yeah, and then it was like, well, we need something to, uh, we we need something to kind of like. Uh, yeah, we need to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. And the line is shit. Yeah. And yeah, they they said shit a lot. Uh, like, I think like fifteen times in this movie, at least. And I, to me, it never it never really occurred to me that uh, what they were doing was bad as a kid. It didn't make me curse uh, in front of my family or in public, but amongst my friends, it didn't really like. It, I thought it was an accurate portrayal of uh, of kids interacting with each other. You saw mouth say shit, so you're like, I can yeah. say shit too. Hey, dad. Yeah. Shit. No, that's not nice, son. <laughs> that's not- we don't say that, alright? No, if, if we're gonna say things, we're- you know, you really gotta- you gotta- you gotta pepper it up. Yeah. You don't say shit, say shit heel. Say <laughs> shit for brains, like, if shit. you just- shit head. Yeah. If you just say shit, that's unoriginal, son. Oh, uh, I never thought of that, shit head. Yeah, now go to your room. <laughs> no, go my, to your room, you my little shit. My parents didn't really beat me. And go to your room, you little shit. <laughs> I got the- I got the mouthful of soap. I got, uh, I, I tried it once, not because I cursed, because I wanted to see what it tasted like. Because I heard all the other kids got their mouth washed out with soap, and I- so I took a bite, and I was like, Ew, this is- this is awful. Yeah, it's- it's not a pleasant experience. Yeah, this is awful. I ate the whole bar. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, it's because of that, even to this day... I love uh, the taste of soap. I, I still can't curse in front of my parents. Oh, that's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> And you, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like Pavlovian, like you know, 
Ah, oh, you know, Mom, Dad, that that was just a piece of sh and your mouth just starts, uh, <laughs> starts sudsing <laughs> and immediately. I, and I wet my pants. Yeah, you know, the typical stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like, I cursed a lot, um, you know, not in front of my parents always, but, yeah. uh, but I would definitely say, you know, things like shit. I mean, and the funny thing is, even as a kid, I still knew in my head where that line was when I was like yeah. 12 or, you know, 10 or 12 or so years old. Like, I would say like, shit, damn, you know, hell, yeah. uh, bitch, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 flapjacks, you know, but I would never, <laughs> I, I would never say something like, fuck. Um, yeah. I, I still, like, I, I reserve that for some reason. To me, that that word, is, even today, is more reserved for an emotional response to something. Oh, no, I paint with it like... Oh, uh, I know, it's it's it, the canvas with which you view life. Like, I, man, I, I can, I can just, I can fuck with the best of them, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, shit and bitch and, uh, and, and, and damn... <gasps> Like these, these were words that uh, that I enjoyed when, yeah. when I was hanging out, um, and also if I was like with my sister, we'd also curse too, you know. Yeah. And I can't say it's because of these movies; it's just like I uh, we heard it in our house. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, my parent, my parents didn't like, even though we weren't allowed to swear, it doesn't mean that they stopped. Yeah, exactly. Like, like no, no, this is these are grown up words. Like, if you pay taxes, you're allowed to say these. Um, I paid six cents for the candy bar. You paid shit is what. That's that's not the same thing. Sales tax doesn't count as taxes. <laughs> you can't go to jail for not paying your sales tax. Uh, I'm your dependent, so technically you're getting money from me. Look at your little shit. <laughs> Listen, these are big people words. I'm 6'2". I'm, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. I'm 6'2", as in I'm 6 as well. Or I'm... No, you're... You were six foot two when you were six years old. That is asinine. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> six one. <laughs> Thank you. You were over... Like, when did you break six feet? Was it... Uh, that's not important. Uh, I know it was before you were 15. <laughs> uh, that... Yeah, may... Uh, no, 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 no. I want to say six feet was probably around... The yeah, summer 15. of 89. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the summer of 89 when I was a five-year-old giant. That was a that was a magical summer. People uh, thought I was baby Huey. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Hey! Oh, you son of a bitch. Hey, no, that language isn't called for. No, it's called for. <laughs> I pay taxes. <laughs> That's what taxes are for. Once you start paying taxes, it gives you the right to, to swear. Yeah, it's, it, it's the, it's the, uh, it... It, it's the admission fee for adult language. It's like, okay, now I'm 18. I pay taxes. I can finally swear. Let's see how much my taxes came out my tax for taxes this week for my paycheck. Fuck me. That's a lot. Oh no 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 not not quite enough there. You can say hell damn and we'll give you at least three shits I'm a getting, day. Look at look how much cocksucking money's getting taken whoa, 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 out. Whoa 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 not enough for that language. This is some flapjack bullshit. All right, well, we'll we'll, we'll allow that one. Uh, flapjack, nothing, nothing in the rules in the rule book says you can't say flapjack. Like they're vehemently looking through the books, like I don't know where this flapjack thing's coming. Like it's got to mean something. Yeah, there was. There's no urban dictionary these days, so we don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm writing it right now, and flapjack means uh means uh it's like. Ron. I'm just. Re I'm, I don't have enough money to, pay to say that word. <laughs> I don't make enough in taxes for that. I'm a government worker. <laughs> 
I'm on minimum wage. You think I can afford to say beep? What do you think the word we're saying is? Don't type it in the comments. <laughs> For the first time ever, please don't leave a comment. We're begging you. That don't leave a comment. Don't be the reason we get canceled. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what beep means. Oh my god. <laughs> it starts with the letter epsilon. <gasps> you mean a no, what dialect are you using? What's wrong with you? What are you, from Northern Ireland? Jeez, my parents are here. Why, <laughs> <laughs> your parents are a bunch of beep. Oh, uh, that's it. Actually, I wonder if they're, now that I think about it, I wonder if they're, uh, even though, uh, oh, I guess I Ireland kind of is a technically a English-speaking country, uh, even though, you know, they have their own, their own official language. But mm -hmm. I wonder if there are, uh, you know, country English-speaking countries that have swear words that are considered inappropriate to air, but if we hear it, it does it means gobbledygook to us. Yeah, uh, I can I can tell you that it, uh, it it's gotta like. Actually, I do have a good example, but go on. No, no, I want to hear your example. Uh, from what I heard, and I'm not quite sure, but I, I think the English word canard uh, it might might be a, a it, I don't know if it's offensive. Or if it's, uh, I think we better look it up just to make yeah. sure we don't have to cut this part out. I don't think it's, I don't think it's offensive, but I think it's, it's a swear word. Is it like a male duck? I have no, no idea. That's a mallard. <laughs> I'm a lard. Uh, uh, and an unfounded rumor or story. Uh, I don't know if that means that. <laughs> I, I'll have to look it up. We'll look it up later and uh, see if that's something we have to beep out. Yes. So that that is actually the word that we're bleeping is canard. Yes, canard. Stop saying it. I <laughs> I feel uncomfortable saying it because I don't know what it means. <laughs> it could be something horrible. Like we right now, like there are angry letters being sent to uh, to I don't know the president or whoever the pope, whoever whoever gets angry letters these days. Wait, was the the M six listening in on us? M I six. M I six. Like yeah, <laughs> like Britain and Mark. They said, fuck, shit, damn, those are fine. But the word we draw issue with is, I don't even want to write it. Why is an American lady writing in about a British swear? <laughs> oh, I don't like that kind of English I just, thing. I just know it's, it's bad. Not, like, come on, I don't know what it means, but I know it's nothing good. And they sent it right to the Pope and we get yeah. excommunicated. Wow. I didn't know the Pope had that much power. The Pope has all the power. Yeah. He's the king of a religion. Like, he's the original one-eyed willy. Like, he has all the gold. <laughs> like, he's like a dragon. Yeah, he, he literally has a gold throne. Like, uh, hmm. Now, what if the Goonies... What, robbed the Pope? Well, no, not rob! <laughs> like, what, what do you think? What else is there? Like, uh, I, I guess that's true. I mean, the Goonies set, like, 500 years in the future when uh, the Pope moves from Vatican City to Jersey and uh, <laughs> and they, they find the old ruins of, uh, of of the Vatican yeah and like the Goonies the Goonies 3000 okay uh, that's a good title and there are different Goonies but they still uh, they, they live in Astoria still okay yeah the uh, the Astoria archipelago yeah and after uh, the flood and uh like I guess it wouldn't be the same without all the characters and everything, but they're they're 
they're getting up there. They don't want to come back and do a sequel well, 3, now. Well, 3,000 years from from then, they're going to be dead. Yeah, so well, we don't know that. Oh, oh, okay. We don't know what happens in the future. <laughs> they could have found the, the, the Great Grail. Like, let's be honest with you. These kids have already found treasure, a great treasure, before they were... Before yeah. they were 16 years old, you're telling me that there's not going to be any other treasures they look for? They're addicted now. They're addicted to treasures. No, I think with all the money they had, they, they're addicted to other things. They have six jewels. That's not enough. They have like <laughs> six rubies. What, you don't think they're going to get a paddle boat over to that ship? Like, they're going to... That's true. They're, as soon as it comes out, they're just going to be like, well, no, I think the... Uh, I think... I think what happens is the... Um, the, the rich uh, country club owners, <laughs> they they get their first, claim it, and then they now they have even more money to buy out for the country club. Yeah. Technically, we own the land that the ship was founded on. So now we own um, an extra two trillion dollars. Mm. The rich get rich. <laughs> and then Mikey's like, yeah, we forgot one thing, you shitheads. <laughs> You don't pay enough to say that word. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out the, the Lou Gehrig card that was used uh, by Chester <laughs> Copperpot. Is that an original? Shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Whoever owns the card <laughs> pays the bills. So I, I does bring up a point like yeah. um, that I mentioned at the end of the movie, which I'm glad didn't happen, but it is kind of crazy thinking that like it's not like the Goonies came and went. It's not like the Goonies was an underground hit. Yeah. The Goonies was a big hit. It was a phenomenon. And there was no sequel. Well, uh, well there was in a video game. That's true, where they save a mermaid. So I guess, yeah. I guess that's why there was no sequel. And, uh, I, yeah, I, it does beg the question, well, I guess, I guess it's kind of, uh... It's for the best. It's for the best, and, like, that, that, that was kind of, uh, what Spielberg did. Like, I think, I don't think he was the director, but at least the producer. And he didn't make a lot of, se like, a lot of sequels. Like, we didn't get a sequel to E.T. until it was in a commercial. That's true. Uh, it was, like, a one-time thing. I know he wanted to write a sequel, yeah. where, um, I, I could be wrong on this. Uh, I probably am, because... Now that it's forming in my mind, I'm like, there's no way this is going to be the sequel. Yeah. Where E.T. a couple years later comes back, um, picks up Elliot, uh -huh. and uh, take, starts taking him to E.T.'s homeworld. And where now Elliot's the alien. Yeah. And there's an intergalactic war going on between E.T. and another species that wants him extinct. You know? Okay. And, it, and it, it's more hard sci-fi now. Than, uh -huh. than family sci-fi. I, I, you know, I, I would have been interested if, uh, if they go, if they do all that, and it, you know, in the middle, out of nowhere, comes uh, 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 Richard Dreyfus. Okay, from uh, Close Encounters. Yeah, and it's like he's like the mediator, he, he or the arbiter, or whatever you want to call it, arbitrator. Mm. Um, actually, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go one better. And say that uh, he's never mind. I was gonna say like the the ship that uh, lands in Close Encounters has Elliot yeah. on there, who's been gone for thirty years. But that huh. wouldn't, that wouldn't that wouldn't work in the time frame. Like a, like the flight of the Navigator. Yeah, like well at the end of um, at the end of Close Encounters when all the kids oh, come yeah. out, you know one of them's Elliot, uh, kind of yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess that would be a tough one to explain, or maybe it's Baby Elliot. <laughs> Like a baby crawls out. Whose baby is this? And then, uh, 
and then whatever uh, the name of the, the whatever their fa whoever that family is adopts them. So uh, I'm kind of interested now to like to think of like we don't we we can just leave the intergalactic war out, even though yeah. again that that's I think what Spielberg wanted. Yeah. Um, and just kind of have the idea of uh, Elliot's a curiosity and. You know, E.T. brings him to meet his family, and uh, now Elliot is the alien, and he's getting sick and everything mm -hmm. like that. And uh, and they they keep him in a zoo and dissect oh, him. Jesus, I, I was going to say like when Elliot grows up and tries to figure out who he uh, who he really is, uh, and DNA tests start becoming a thing, uh, like uh, like uh, ancestry and stuff yeah. like that, uh, he finds out he's related to Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> I was gonna go on a different route, um, where Elliot doesn't grow up really. Like he's getting the uh, he's getting the Dorothy treatment from Return to Oz. Okay. Um, like electroshock therapy. Yeah, like because the only there's only like a few people who saw it really. Yeah. And Keys, uh, he's not telling nobody. Mm -mm. Uh, the government's mum on it, so um, he's 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 becoming a problem, and yeah. uh, and then they just they just start electroshocking him until he stops talking <laughs> nonsense. Maybe that's when E.T. shows up to save him. Ouch! Uh, who are you? <laughs> oh, no! There's, Actually, there's weird wrinkly kid showed up for no, some reason. I imagine he's still dressed in the wig and the, uh... <laughs> oh, pardon me, madam. <laughs> he tips his hat. Excuse <laughs> me! Uh, All the good ones are taken. <laughs> Or, or here, here's another idea. Instead of uh, a sequel, we'll do a prequel or something else where uh, E.T. goes back in time. And instead of Elliot from the uh, from the E.T. Uh, movie, he partners with Elliot Ness and is untouchable to fight uh, to arrest Al Capone. Al Capone. Hmm, he just likes the name Elliot. Yeah, like it's it's just something draws him to it. Uh, actually, I'll go you one better. Um... It's a sequel prequel thing, like you said, but uh, it's almost like a quantum leap thing where E.T. Yeah. E. is going from he he his ship is not just a spaceship, but like it because of all the space time that they encounter and everything like that. Yeah. He wants to come back and meet Elliot, but every time he gets there, like it, it's tough to really pinpoint a time and space when yeah. you're traveling such distances and speeds. Yeah, like uh, even if he's going at like 99% the speed of light, it's going to take him like hundreds or thousands of years to maybe to get back from one planet to another. Probably. So they have a time component where like you can land, like you can alter time and everything like that so that when they get to where they need, it can be a different time space. And he's trying to find the exact time that Elliot existed, but he just can't seem to figure it out. So he's trying to find out wh where his original baby, uh, where this baby originated from on the ship. On Where, the uh, Close Encounters ship. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not even thinking Close Encounters okay. anymore. I'm just thinking he wants to go back and revisit his friend, uh, but it's so tough now because we have thousands and millions and billions of years of Earth history and space history. Like, he's trying to kind of pinpoint it to find the right time, but even if he's 10 years off, he's going to miss Elliot yeah. in one way or another. Like, Or Elliot's going to be like two years old. And yeah. so he ends up in the old west. He ends up, you know, in Viking times. Because because it was it was a fluke uh, that he uh, got left behind in the ship to begin with. Like you know, it was like they took a pit stop to take a piss. Yeah. And like he didn't get his shit in gear in time, and they was left, and then made a friend. And 
But, like, you know, like you said, since it's so tough to really pinpoint exact moments when traveling at such distances and speeds that, you know, he can never find him, uh, you know, down to the, the year or month. Like, and even more importantly, um, you might ask, well, this makes a plot hole because the aliens come back to pick up E.T., but he's got the homing thing on his chest. Yeah. And that tells it exactly, you know, they can pinpoint to the exact time and date so they can... Just... Also, yeah, and he also had the speaking spell. Yeah. And uh, so he knows how to contact his people. And uh, when they get close enough, they can, you know, so it's almost like a quantum leap thing where all he wants to do is just revisit his friend. It doesn't yeah. matter what time period, as long as it's after his initial visit. Yep. And every time he lands at a new, you know, place, like it takes a couple hours, like it takes a day for the ship to reset. And so yeah. he, ex and then he, then he'll wind up with Elliot Ness and you know, shooting out bad guys <laughs> in uh, Chicago, or he'll be in, uh, he'll be in Dodge City with Wyatt Earp <laughs> or uh, Jesse James. Uh, Robin as <laughs> Robin a stagecoach or, or flying a pterodactyl pterodactyl <laughs> uh. that's very pterodactyl of you to say <laughs> or how how banal and pterodactyl of you <laughs> so he's you know he's he's in uh, dinosaur time fighting other dinosaurs dinosaur dinosaurs um, or he can even be in the future where he's like battling the uh, the the robots that replace us yeah the t800s or he or he meets up with the goonies to, to steal the the pope's treasure when he leaves for <laughs> jersey like actually this would be a very fun concept because there it again it's like quantum leap he has an overarching goal, but the the point of the show isn't the goal he's trying to reach. Yeah. It's the adventures he has along the way. I imagine it still has Al in it. Of course. E.T., you're the cat. E.T., <laughs> I'll tell you exactly where you are. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. You're on Melmac. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey! Can I get a ride? I don't think this planet's gonna be stable for too long. We mined the, uh, the useless diamonds out of it. <laughs> So, uh, you don't say much, do you? Hey, what are you doing with that finger? Hey, hey! Well, I didn't say stop, I just said, <laughs> what are you doing with it? I just want to know, it's glow- Well, it's not glowing anymore in there. Ooh, ooh. He opens his mouth and just light comes out. I ate flowers. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's glorious. And then he's just a tree. It's a tree with a, like, with it's a smiling like, tree. It's like one of those, you know those trees that have a scary mouth hole in the- Yeah. Like, it, like <laughs> so, for some reason, uh, this tree grew up, or, you know, grew in a weird way, and it looks like it has a gaping maw. That's what, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and, like, people walk by, and, like, they don't know it's Alf in there. They just kind of, like, Hey, oh. that's a freaky tree. Yeah, that's weird. Ooh, walk by old spooky tree. <laughs> it wasn't there yesterday. Uh, it becomes a legend for the school kids, and they- you know, they, they run around and they, like, All right, the first, all right, the first one who walks up and touches the tree, they, uh, they're the bravest of us all. And I they, dare you to do it. Oh, I'm gonna touch it, I'm gonna touch it. Oh. And meanwhile, the tree's, like, crying <laughs> because it's still sentient. Like, it, it just sap coming out of its eyes. It's, it's still sentient until the, uh... All right, we gotta clear this area. We're gonna put a new shopping mall here. It's, it's, get get the bulldozers and the chainsaws. Uh, which is which is worse, that or ooh, big storm coming? <laughs> I'm implying that it's gonna. Oh, you get struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe there's a forest fire. 
All right, save everyone who- save everything that's not rooted to the ground! They pick- you know, they ever- like, someone- they're having a nice picnic, some- you know, the Melmachians eating yeah. cats, you know, in their picnic. <laughs> On a spit. Yeah, right underneath this, uh, right underneath this alf tree, like, the- <laughs> the- the- <laughs> the wafting smell of the, the- the- the meal just constantly goes into that tree, and it just- it's just maddening for it. Because <laughs> he hasn't eaten in decades. And it's just- it's perfectly succulent cat. And it's like he still gets nutrients from, I guess, the from dirt synthesis. Yeah, but it's not the same. And and then all of a sudden, like, as they're roasting the spit, just a stray ember. Ooh, oh, that's not good. Oh, this isn't my problem now. Fan it, fan it. Oh, that's just spreading it. Okay, I don't think this forest has much longer. You know, I didn't like that tree anyway. And the tree is like violently shaking. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he- maybe he becomes the Whomping Willow. <laughs> hey, why don't you get off my property, you know? Why don't you pick on someone your own size? <laughs> hey, I like- I like you to stop picking on my apples, you know? <laughs> How'd you like if I started picking on your apples? Get you out of here. You don't want those apples. They have little worms. Hey, who you calling Wormy, Wormy? <laughs> Ew, yeah, I got him. <laughs> hey, oh, what's that smell? Oh, it smells good. It smells like, uh... Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it smells like putting burning wood in hair. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll give you five dollars and all the apples you could ever eat if you just just get me out of here. No, I'm afraid of fire. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a no for me too, dog. Hey, you're made of you're made of tin, why don't you help me out? Hey, where are you going? <laughs> hey! I'm sorry. <laughs> and then as he burns up, his spirit is unleashed, and he can now possess who- It's like Fallen, he can possess whoever he wants. Like, I- that is the birth of Pazuzu. <laughs> Alf is Alf, Pazuzu. Like, it, it- like, it happened thousands of years ago. Your mother and... sucks cocks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's bitter, he's been in that tree forever. And then when he's finally released, he gets- he goes, uh, as far away, uh, from Melmac as, uh, as possible. And then finds Earth, and uh, goes into this uh, this demon statue until uh, some archaeologist finds it. It turns it turns out that uh, over the rainbow is just Melmac. <laughs> like the, there's a rainbow bridge that connects the two. There's not gold on the end of that. Oh, this is a nice place. Oh, oh, look at this desert. And then he steps in the wrong place and gets turned into a statue, a sentient statue, uh. <laughs> which makes him even more bitter. Like it, it's like he he. Uh, like, he goes through that, uh, the, the rainbow bridge and sees the E.T. people again. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, I learned my- Oh! Oh, you suck. <laughs> he was coming at me with a gun. You saw it. Torgo? <laughs> I, I am the master <laughs> told me to freeze him into a statue. Is this true? Y yes, master doesn't like Alf. <laughs> It'll be dark soon. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, after, after you know, th hundreds or thousands of because years again, of the statue. Th this is this is the ET that lands in a wrong time and space. He's yep. still looking for. Uh, yep, he's still looking for Elliot. This is the closest thing to a recurring villain that ET has ever had to deal with. <laughs> like you again. <laughs> So let, let's let's uh, list out all the franchises we just connected 
we connected uh, the ALF franchise. Alf, of course. Uh, the E.T. franchise. E.T. Uh, we connected Close Encounters. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, Polter... Not Poltergeist. The Exorcist. Okay. And let's not forget, if we're including ALF, um, he had the crossover in the, uh... The cartoon all The cartoon All-Stars. So he, he... So... Bugs Bunny, Alvin and Chipmunks, Smurfs, Turtles. So, in theory, because of this, we can we can have Pazuzu uh, possess Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> or Papa Smurf. Like, I want to just point out that maybe Pazuzu Alf is, uh, you know, is the is the George C. Scott uh, <laughs> monster that's trying to get everyone to do drugs. Like after they like. After they uh, got the the demon out of Reagan, you know, I guess a couple times, uh, like and uh, yeah, well, he was. George, the funny thing is, George C. Scott was in the third That's Exorcist. Right, he was, and he gets possessed at the end. I think he, by he does, and then he becomes the addiction monster. Holy shit! This makes sense now in a, in a I, convoluted, I, stupid way. I don't like the fact. Everyone, I want you to go on, leave a comment. Uh, about what that curse word was. Uh, <laughs> and also, I want you guys to write out this fan fiction story and post it to uh, to, to Wattpad or something random. Like, put it on Reddit. Uh, this has to be- this has to be shared with the world. This crazy, uh, this crazy Alpha's Pazuzu story. This is how we start a cult. <laughs> this, is, this is not only how we start a cult, but then get usurped. And, uh, and, and, you know, someone poisons I, us. Uh, I think you mean the proper turn is get martyred. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I don't want to hear you say it's tasting funny. <laughs> we are the, uh, we are the people of the canard. <laughs> don't say that, we don't know what it means. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, on that note, um, The Goonies. Fantastic movie. One of the, one of my favorite movies gro uh, growing up. Pretty much still holds up, uh, even even today. Uh, like in, in the, I think uh, you know it's still not really a. It's I, I think it's still inoffensive you know by today's standards. Like like anyone who has a problem with it, uh, like they're not seeing the big picture yeah. of the because you know, this this captures the mindset of how people that, uh, children that age you know speak and think and everything like that like. A real move, yeah. a real move. You're going for like a realistic movie. It's not going to involve pirate ships and uh, and fratellis. Yeah, you know. Um, but this is what a this is the idea that a kid, a child, would come up with as an epic adventure, and it translates very well to the screen. Even more so if you're a child. Yep. So uh, I love it. Uh, it gets uh, zero farts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no farts. No I want. No, it's gonna. It, I'd, I'd say eight stars. Yeah, eight or nine for me. All right, I guess that'll do it. Um, tune in uh, next time, and we're going to have so much. Like, the next episode is going to be funny. Really funny. Really, really funny. Um, I promise you, you're, this one sucked. But you're, this, hyping, <laughs> you're hyping it. You next episode is going to be... Gonna I can promise us. you right now, it's going to be the best us. episode we've done. This if it's not... This is why we don't have fans. If it's not, uh, yeah, then Britain will give you all a check I'm for a million you, dollars. I'm giving you shit. <laughs> uh, those checks will not be honored. <laughs> all right. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. I don't know how to do SOPs.